Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Makeup, and then they were like, Oh, we're putting this on YouTube. Oh, and I was like, Oh, no, come it. on. I can't stand it. Give why me a tiny be... bit of notice if you're going to do that. But also, I just don't understand why podcasts have to be videos now. They're no. podcasts. That's the fucking point of them. Oh, no. Some of them, some of the ones I'm, I'm seeing, I'm like, Oh, that's not how I imagine you. It's how you get traction now, as you put a little Is clip it... on fucking TikTok or something. But I don't care. I just can't care about everything anymore. No, and you don't need it anyway. What's the I point in building you? Yeah. Just care. Well, Caring Tom was just is... saying, 52 episodes a year for... We've always done that and always brand new. And now lately we've been putting out some best ofs and stuff because yeah, yeah. I can't because I've got this big animation project and I'm doing a play and I'm like... Yeah, I don't know what's I wrong with can't. you. I just can't. What's wrong with I, you, Deborah? I've rehearsed the play for two weeks and it's been really amazing, living my best life, all of that. Yeah. But very, very intense. Full on. Yeah, no, and you're, ex- not you're exhausted and, you know rewriting over lunchtime and the tea breaks mm. and stuff the last couple of days and some big scenes where people are really going there and that's all, you know, the empathy and all of that. And uh, so on and so on. And then a Friday night, everyone was like, let's go to the pub. And everyone was really excited about going to the pub. And I had to go st- get straight in a cab. I had to leave a bit early, get straight in a cab, go down to Soho Theatre and do two episodes of The Guilty Feminist, seven, seven o'clock and a 9.15. And I was like... I'm a Muppet. Yeah, I'm a, you're a Muppet. No, I'm not going to oh, argue with you. She's gone, Tom. That is horrendous. Tom! Oh, she's disappeared. Tom! <laughs> Tom! It's fine, I thought she'd hung up on me because I called her a Muppet. The Spontaneity Shop presents the Guilty Feminist Watchers and Just Like That... The Sex and the City Rehill with me, Deborah Francis White, and my very special guest, Margaret Cable Smith. Sex 
Season 2, Episode 9, There Goes the Neighbourhood. So, Margaret Kevin-Smith, delighted to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Would you describe yourself as an avid or a rabid Sex and the City fan? Um, oh, is it one or the other? <laughs> yeah, they're the only options okay. we give on the show. <laughs> um, I'm going with avid. Uh, and Did you I, like it back in the day? Did you love it back in the day? Do you know what? The weird thing is, I was at an age where I was really embarrassed to to like it at all mm. um, and actually grew to love it when I realised I, I just was allowed to. You know, I, I felt so guilty mm. about liking it at all, like watching it even the first time round, and then I became slightly addicted and watched it over and over. And a lot of people say that. A lot of people say, oh, it was on at an awkward time and I watched it with my babysitter and it was all <laughs> a bit titillating and exciting and and then as a grown-up started to relate to the characters. Um, overall, how do you feel about the reboot? Overall, I think this series, um, I'm all over. Yeah, I think so. Um, or, or rather, I have different misgivings than the original Previous season. series. So see, yeah. But yes, different misgivings. What a great way of putting it. So <laughs> I'm going to uh, just do a quick recap of what happened this week so we can yes. dive into this app. Um, before I do, are you a Carrie, a Miranda, a Charlotte or a Samantha? I'm a Miranda to the point where when people said, oh, your group of friends... Who are you all? I was like, well, we're all Mirandas. What are you? <laughs> I mean, why would you be friends with any of the others? They're all awful. A, a heaving mass of Mirandas. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if my friends would be happy to be described as such, but I'm like, yeah. I that's mean, what they are. They, they're, 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 out, are. they're out there thinking they're Carries, they're Samanthas, then <laughs> yeah. you're like... Everyone you're thinks like, they're a Carrie, isn't that the traditional thing? Everyone, everyone wants, wants, to, be wants a to be a Carrie. But actually, Carrie is... She's an asshole. <laughs> Lots she's of the time she's not she, and I love her. She does spend a hell of a lot of time thinking about what she looks like and obsessing about who she's shagging. And you never hear her talk about anything that matters outside of herself. She's very no. solipsistic, I would she's, say. She has a record of being a, quite a shit friend. Yeah, she's a bad friend well. and a bad girlfriend. Yeah. But all that's about to change, <laughs> I think. Um, okay, in this week's episode, There Goes the Neighbourhood, Miranda and Charlotte suspect their teenagers are having sex and do what we'd all do, spy on them. Lisa Todd Wexler keeps falling asleep and then reveals to her husband she's actually pregnant, leaving him literally speechless. <laughs> Naya is having hot sex with a Tinder lad until she sees her ex has got his new girlfriend pregnant and she can't handle it. Harry organises a fundraiser and becomes obsessed with kosher dumplings. It's not clear why. <laughs> Che flirts with a fan and accepts their kittens, not a euphemism. And Carrie faces that age-old relatable conundrum. When buying an incredibly beautiful four-bed, three-bath property in Manhattan, should you sell your old place or nah? And I couldn't help wondering, how does 62-year-old Aiden have that six-pack, which the notes of my phone autocorrected to sex-pack, rightly? Um, but it, so yeah, he's got, listen, happened. he's got the six-pack... But he has to wear those horrible pants un directly underneath. The tighty whiteies. Yeah, they were bad. Why did Why did they put him in tighty whiteies? It was it's, to show off. Yeah, I think he I said, "Look, I'm 62. Nicer. I've really worked for this." Yeah, because he come must on. have worked. You know, he must have worked, worked, worked for that. Um, you can get nicer tighty whiteies, though. That's the the point. Those were like proper Y fronts, proper old man Y fronts. They were. Mm, it was a very strange choice. Yeah, very strange choice. I think what they thought was he'll, that we'll be so distracted by the six pack 
You yeah. won't notice the tidy But it is a fashion show. It's very strange to me yeah, that they exactly. didn't have him in a like a like you can get fitted really sexy fitted boxes. Yeah, and they were pulled up too much as well. <laughs> yeah, just generally, and no on the no on the <clears throat> yeah. Aiden underwear. Sorry, yeah, sorry to open. But on sorry, Aiden, but no other complaints about Aiden. Uh, at the no. moment, other than the underwear. So let's start with Miranda and Charlotte, who suspect their teenagers are having sex and spy on them. Uh, if you suspected one when your children are older that one of them was having sex with a friend's, you know, they're, they're of age, aren't they? That, that's the idea. They're, they're the already sexually active. Cousin. Yeah. yeah. If you, it, would you be, I mean, she said, I haven't seen him since I was 12 and he was 14, a little bit expositionally. Yes. Because I don't think you, I think you, while you do say, yeah, oh God, I haven't seen it since I was 12 on that ski trip, but you probably don't say just for the, just for the viewers, <laughs> he's two years older than me. Um, <laughs> but we know that we're well, fans of the show. Of course yeah. we know that uh, Miranda had Brady before Lily came along. Yeah. But um, how would you feel, do you think? I have a 14 year old. Do you have friends who have kids about your kids? Yes, age? I do. I'm trying to think if. I mean, are any of your Mirandas currently in possession of <laughs> yeah, a child see, who could no, look up there your are, child there's, when there's a few of them knocking around. And I think, listen, I'm really impressed. I'm particularly impressed with Charlotte's sex positivity. I loved the the journey of, you know, of her saying, oh, listen, I, my, I had a load of sex that my mum did not know about and everything turned out fine. And I'm really, really impressed with that attitude fictional mm. though it be um because i don't know like i have a nervous tummy even thinking about my daughter having sex ever mm. in the future sort of thing um even when she's like 48 yeah you just yeah yeah, yeah i don't really didn't. want it <laughs> but i mean you know to be fair that's the same with your parents isn't it it's a kind of nobody wants to think about the actual ins and outs so i think speak. so um yeah, and I presume that's the same. Well, no, these fictional characters. I mean, do you know? I really liked the the, the tables turning of Miranda and Charlotte being like these silly, giggly schoolgirls. Cynthia Nixon, particularly, I think, is very good at that kind of goofy physical comedy, like the stuff with the, with the breadsticks and whatever. Yes. I really, really enjoyed that. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that very young sex thing. Is it very young? What do you think? I think they're of age. I think that's yeah. what we're. Yeah. So how that's old what's are they implied. meant to be? I don't know how cool I'd be about. I mean, I would like to think I'd be cool. I yeah. remember this incredibly funny scene in Better Things, um, where uh, Pamela Adlin, who's the mum in that, her sixteen-year-old daughter, says, "Would you get me some pot?" And she says, "No, I'm not getting you pot." And she's like, "But mum, it's." I'm going to get it anyway, and it's better that you get it from a reliable source because obviously I'm going to smoke pot. I'm 16, and that's what Californian kids do. But I think it would be better if you got me the good stuff and, you know, you knew what I was doing. And she went, no, hide things from me. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to know about you having sex. I don't want to know about you doing smoking. She said, would I hit things from my mother? And that's the right, correct yeah. way. And there's something funny about that. I mean, it's very relatable, and I know that – Sex and the City, the new reboot, is trying to model positive behaviours. But sometimes I think in drama or in comedy, the moral of the story can be it's better to have an open dialogue with your teenagers. But sometimes the story needs to be, hide things from me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. God, I saw it and it was just, you know, it's burned on my brain. Um, I did think it was kind of cute trying to explore it. And Charlotte's, yeah. I loved Charlotte. She was very Charlotte-y, that spiral where she was like, but they're going to break up and then I'm going to have to take Lily's side. It's going to cause problems. 
But what if they get together and then and she becomes closer to Miranda yeah, than me? Yeah, and I love that. Miranda could be a nightmare mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I like, completely relate to that. Let's cover all bases, you know, worst case scenario, queen. But, you know, I'd love to go into the best case scenario as well. Although I think, God, if they did get married, you know, you get together when you're um, teenagers and then get married. Weirdly, I really, really don't want that for for my kids. no. No, I think have some experience. Yeah. Don't just marry the first person you ever meet. <laughs> I think, meet, not even fall for. Just, yeah, no, uh, not at that age anyway. I mean, if you if the first person you meet is, uh, you're a bit older than the first time you fall for somebody, then that's okay. But sure. if you fall for someone at 16, please don't marry them. That's 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 official from the guilty feminist. <laughs> yes. Um, don't marry Lisa, anyone, I'd say. But uh. No, no, but it, it just, you know, Lisa Todd Wexler keeps falling asleep and then reveals to her husband she's pregnant. Yeah, I mean, this is the storyline that I'm least <laughs> least what, what engaged with. I couldn't even remember their names the first scene that they were in, that couple, and I wrote down sleepy couple. <laughs> and I'm People thinking that's not exactly... People love the Wexlers. Do they? Everybody loves the... Yes. Right. Everyone I've had on loves the Wexlers. Okay. Wexleys. Wexleys, sorry. See, you I'm don't so even sorry. know their name. I'm, um, I'm fine I'm just bad with, with names, them. but it is neurological. It's something to do with ADHD. I can't do names, and so I find song lyrics very, very difficult as well. You need to give it an actual, um, is there a disease title? Disease is the wrong word. Uh, but I've been telling everyone that I'm a self-diagnosed, I have self-diagnosed prosopagnosia. What's that? That's when you can't read faces. Not that you can't read them, but you um, don't recognise people. No, I, I definitely have that. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the I, awful thing is sometimes I'll be, um, I think it makes me look racist and I have to say, no, 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 I'm like this with white people as well. I have the same problem. I can meet someone six times yeah. before I can know what they look like. And they really don't remember like it. what they look like. It's not complimentary. No. It's really bad. I mean, so, I only recognise you because you look like me. And we also have three names. <laughs> yeah. People yeah, sometimes yeah, we're call me Margaret Capon Smith. We are pretty interchangeable, <laughs> to be honest. Okay, so sleepy, sleep, sleepy Wexleys. Um, I'm Wexleys. reasonably into the the pregnancy. It will be interesting. Interesting to see what having a later those. pregnancy, yeah. and she's already got grown up children, or fairly fairly grown up children, um, much older children. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I love her for her. She's so beautiful, and yeah. I know that's. Oh. I'm a feminist, but I shouldn't love people because they're beautiful. But her no, wardrobe, no. but this program, her dignity, the way she sails around the room like she's like a, an Elizabethan yeah. queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like she's would a be ship. yeah, an no, Elizabethan she's... queen. To be fair, is Elizabeth the first. Um, <laughs> that's the only kind awesome. of Elizabethan no, queen. There, you well, could to be. be fair, there's a second, isn't there? But she's not really like the uh, Elizabeth the second. Oh. But I think an Elizabethan queen refers to the era of the Elizabethan era. What are you call, What are you calling the second Elizabethan? The second Elizabethan era. I just think mm. we're calling it pretty much now. Last <laughs> How week. How very insulting to the <laughs> new king, to our new king. I don't. I can't get on board with the baby boomer king. I know too much no, about his sex me life. Neither. I think if you've heard someone's sexy oh. phone tapes, you can't take them seriously as no. a special person. They who, wanted, he wanted to be a tampon. No, that's no, the thing. The, the, that's the thing. I just can't. I can't. Not that. So we're obviously, ignoring. I'm, not a mo- I'm obviously not a monarchist, but you know, in that way that the queen was kind of, you know, the wallpaper of everyone's yeah. lives because we can't remember a time before her. She was dignified in a way that yeah, this things, guy, have, things have fallen apart. Not so much. Um, so uh, back to the sleepy Wexleys. Yes. Um, is it true that you just fall asleep when you're pregnant like that? I mean, or it can happen, I guess. It can. Happen. Like, I was very, very sleepy. I remember, <laughs> I remember a point where I was thinking, 
oh, and now I have to drink some water when I'd rather fall asleep. <laughs> and those, mm. were, those were the two things in pregnancy that I, I'd kind of um, shut down from everything else. My body was just like, you, you need to sleep, but also occasionally you need to drink some water. And that was it. I mean, they're parasites is what I'm saying. Oh, they are tiny parasites <laughs> who grow inside of you like a science fiction film. Something Then they so come out and they wish, to, they wish to feed upon your body. Unbelievable. Gross. Cheek. Um, I love them both, but gross. Naya's having hot sex with a Tinder lad. Yes. When you're older and you've been in the long-term relationship from before dating apps were a thing and you come out onto the apps, she says, I can get you know an orgasm to the door quicker than a Thai takeaway. But the sex suddenly feels meaningless when she sees her long-term ex who she was in love with, who wanted to have a baby and she wasn't sure and they couldn't get pregnant and all of that. Um, What do you think of this storyline? I mean, I absolutely loved it. And I thought the casting was amazing because I thought the Tinder guy was exactly the sort of man that seems incredibly hot and, you know, is incredibly hot. But also he still had the vibe of when when you suddenly go off someone... (laughs) Like, so suddenly she's brought in. I was like, and I can very much suddenly find him absolutely disgusting. (laughs) And I thought thought he fit in both of those. What an amazing piece of casting. What an amazing piece of casting. must have said, okay, someone, everyone will lust after, but could easily give you the ick. Exactly. Just like, suddenly it's like, "Mm, get your long hair out of my bed. Yeah, yeah, out of Uh, my bed, out of my bed. But yeah, I really... And I really, really liked the way that she told him to get out. Not in a kind of <laughs> hysterical way or whatever, but it's just, just like... you oh. should go now. Yeah. The magic is yeah. over. Like we had we had hot sex. It was really exciting and it's really fun. And now suddenly I have reality in my face and I cannot mm. cope with this, um, you know, shiny stranger in my bed. Get out. Uh, not, and not even as strongly as that. Just she's like, oh, you need to go now. And he's like, mm. yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I've never done the... Um, uh, you know, app, app sex either, but that is what I imagine it is. And it's kind of the brilliant and terrible thing about it, I suppose. Do you think you would have done the app sex if you, if that was available in your time? Or I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because now it feels like you sort of have to, I don't know. Mm. Like I have, um, I know of a couple of people who are not doing, you know, who are single, but not doing the apps. But they're very attractive men and I think that they don't have to. <laughs> Whereas I think, like, really to, you know. The other way is people slide into people's DMs when, and mm. Instagram's kind of like a dating app for them. But yeah. I think very few people now just meet in a pub. Oh, I, I had a friend who, um, uh, a, a, friend, a male friend who's a little bit older who was talking to a slightly younger woman. And she said, well, what did you used to do? And he said, well, you just go up and talk to someone in a bar. And she was like, ugh. Uh, don't tell me and he said that it was honestly like it was the worst kind of pervert yeah the idea that you would strike up a conversation in real life I honestly think everyone's in the pub looking on their phones at pictures of people in slightly different pubs (laughs) and actually not looking around the room and making eye contact and listening to the tone of someone's voice "Mm." I think honestly young people think approaching someone is creepy because then that's predatorial or something because if you just chat to me on a bus are you sleazing on me? I can't get away, blah, blah, blah. But if I could look at your pictures, look at your writer. Yeah, see what you say. I mean, maybe go, if you sort of wrote your profile on a T-shirt and wore that, <laughs> that might be that might be helpful. Have some of your inner thoughts. <laughs> but I think the exciting thing that young people who pre the pre the dating apps don't realise is that if you're, I don't know, like 
chatting to someone, working with someone, f- dancing with someone, flirting with someone, you think, is this, is this, could this be? Yeah. Maybe they're like me. And you didn't know. Whereas on the apps, it's this, it's so unsexy and unromantic because it's just like, I'm horny and adjacent. <laughs> are you? And it's like, I don't want the penis to already be erect before it's seen me. <laughs> I think it's got to be specifically erect because of me. Because of I your actual physical vibes, you're sending. Yeah, my, be- yeah. My, my beauty, my charisma, my charm, my... Sure, and you don't think some- you're putting that out via you your... You can't have that on an app. Your- like, because as soon as two people go on an app, they're both saying, this is what I'm after. Yeah. Although I suppose if that it happens isn't in a coffee shop... necessarily sex, is it? On an app? Yeah. Like, I know there are apps that are, main, that are you know, just sex, but some of the apps are more like... Oh, Deborah's face is so confused. What? No, no, no. But some of them are like, I'm looking for a partner. You know, I'm looking for something more, if you see what I mean. Yeah, but it's still the kind of icky, sticky, are you the partner? Are you my wife? Yeah, but it's I was like, like that it's... in real life. <laughs> Just <laughs> lurching up to men and going, are you my wife? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go well, generally. I don't know why. You're so adorable. Um <laughs> Harry organises a fundraiser and becomes obsessed with kosher dumplings. I can barely say it. <laughs> I'm so bored uh, by that storyline. Well, all right, Poor old you Harry. say that. He's Poor so sweet. Harry. But... He's so, he's, and I, and I love him. And I think there is like a tiny, like they gave him, I mean, I, I bet this actor was a bit moody about this plot line. I would be. Mm. Um, but I do think there's something quite funny about thinking that it can't be vegetarian if it's, too delicious. Oh, if it's That's delicious, a, you yeah. know that is like a funny little thing. I remember my friends trying to send back some jackfruit nuggets because they were so they were like yeah they be. were like this cannot be cannot vegetarian. Be. <laughs> they almost made the the kitchen staff you know prove it. But um, That's very funny. Um, yeah, the opposite happened once. I was on a picnic years ago, and someone was eating vegetarian sausage rolls and saying these are so delicious, and then the person said. Yeah, I made them myself. And they're like, oh, my God, can you give me the recipe? And they were like, yeah, um, sausage meat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they went, you said these were vegetarian. And they were like, did I? You know, like, well, oh, no, I was must have been joking. I was like, obviously sausage rolls aren't vegetarian. So I was like, yeah, you know. No. Anyway, they'd scoffed so many of them and they were like, I haven't eaten meat in years. Oh, now I have. And they just got seduced by what they thought was the most delicious vegetarian sausage rolls in the world. It's like, no, do you know what's delicious? Sausage rolls. <laughs> Um, and of course, if you don't like that, it isn't, but it, they, 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 in, well, that's interesting. It's the neurological trick of the brain as well. Yeah. I mean, I've been a vegetarian, like a pescatarian, as my son keeps correcting me. Uh, it just sounds so wanky, doesn't it? Pescatarian. Uh, do you know what I always think? It Go sounds on. to me like if it wasn't for you pescatarians, <laughs> I would have got away with this. Yeah. Um, I have now been, I have not eat, eaten meat for so long that they, it does seem like it's a different category to me. Like, um, mm. you know, like eating meat would be like eating shoes or something. So it's not even a matter of is this this is delicious, but I don't like it. It's just a, this is not for eating. Food. You know, yeah, yeah it's not so food. I, feel a I bit, get it. I feel a bit vomity, I think. I get that. Um, oh, one thing I haven't mentioned mm. is Harry is becoming jealous of Charlotte's yes. boss and thinks uh, it was a bit of a strange thing. He said, why is he here? And it's like, well, we met him at the... <laughs> Sleepy Wexleys, they're not the Sleepy Wexleys. She's just, one of them is Currently, a bit sleepy at the moment because she's preggers, because yeah, yeah. she's up the duff, but the other one is not sleepy at all. Um, but yes, we met the yeah, boss. Of course he's there at yeah. his friend's fundraiser. That's where they met. 
And she, he's like, you're staying till 7.30. Oh, he fancies you. And I hope Harry, who's always been a really stand-up guy, yeah. isn't going to become this oh, weird God, kind of jealous. I don't, want him to, I don't want to send him down that route. Similar to Miranda and the alcoholism. It's like, really? Do you really have to do this? You know, Although, just, just to sort of shove the drama in. Do you know, I saw recently, I watched a couple of old ones just to see if there were any hidden Easter eggs while I was exercising. You yeah. Know, and you just sort of want something on that you've seen before. Miranda was once given the number of AA by a date because she went out with a, with a policeman oh, yes. who was, uh, she thought, too hot for her and everyone was staring at them and he, she just thought, he's so hot, I can't cope and I can't compete with these other women who want him. And so she drank all these ridiculously fast, all these double vodka martinis. Yeah. And he, in the morning, he she was incredibly drunk, brought him home and uh, that was how she was able to have the confidence to have sex with him and in the morning he left her... Uh, the number for an AA uh, meeting. Do you know the cut-out storyline of that, that they cut out not for time? Go on. But they cut it out because they thought it was too much and the audience wouldn't like it. She shot a scene with that hot police officer, hashtag police problematic. Um, (laughs) She vomited on him while having sex. In She was on top and she vomited all over his face. And they thought... That that would be too much for the audience. Uh, But Miranda did film that. Cynthia Nixon did film vomiting on a man's face. Wow. (laughs) While on top of him. Um, So maybe the seeds of her alcoholism were sowed. But having said that, I saw a bit of the film, against my will, the other day. And um, there's a bit in that where where Carrie is drinking a load of wine and offers some to Miranda. Miranda says no. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they ha- they hadn't seeded that properly. And I think they have correctly abandoned it. No, she sometimes still has non-alcoholic she, yeah, okay. wine and she then complains it's awful. It. Yeah. But yeah, it's she's not she doesn't seem to be she once Recovering. went to a meeting, yeah. but really it was to meet friends in California. Um it's a very it was a very strange choice that. Yeah, they just agreed. wanted to do like a little episode about being an alcoholic and then not deal with it anymore. Yeah, I just feel like they particularly in the last series they kind of just chucked some stuff at the wall, you know, so it's kind of what do what do people do in dramas? You know, <laughs> let's let's well, let's give her this and that's what you're right. I think that that I don't want them to do that to Harry because I think that he's cleverer and more Fun yeah, and supportive of Charlotte yeah. and yeah, would yeah. be supportive of her going back to work. And I think it can be a shock to the system if you've always had somebody there making the meals and stuff to go, oh, fuck, I said I'd be supportive, but this is really hard. Yeah. But I'd rather see a storyline where he goes, is this what you've been doing all these yeah. years? Because it's really hard. Oh, and you I wanna see You want to see a thing where he's in an apron and he's like getting soup on his face and juggling things and whatever. Yeah, but just sometimes it happens that men spend a week with their own children and go, is this it? Yes, and really? it's, it's a bit like what happened in the pandemic when a lot of people went, oh, my God, this is full-time parenting. And a lot of men went, this is full-time parenting. And a lot of people went, is this what teachers do? Teachers are saying oh to pay God. them double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely got that. But him kind of getting cross because she's home at 7.30, I'm like, we literally saw him say, I will be supportive of this. Yeah. And she made him say it in front of the kids. And the first week he's being unsupportive. 7.30 is not late to be home from no. work. That implies she's normally home by 6.00. And it's one day and, you know. Yeah. Um, but also if she wants to be at work till something, she said, she said, sat them all down and said, you know, I won't be home to cook you dinner all the time anymore. Yeah. And they were like, mom, go do it. And the yeah, kids, yeah. to be fair, seem fine and getting their deliveries in. 
But Harry has always been amazing with Charlotte and I just don't want that. So I'd rather him go, I'm going to cut back on work because actually you've done this for many years and the kids are pretty grown up. Yeah. And I've decided to go four days a week or three days a week to pick up the slack for you. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. Rather than him being jealous of her boss. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not into it. I'm hoping that he will realise quickly that he's being... Because then they cut to the boss flirting with Carrie. Carrie, yeah. Who's a blonde. And as we all know, you only go for one type. And <laughs> if you chat up a blonde, you do not You've... talk to brunettes to or redheads. Yeah, or redheads, yeah. What I will say... Um, about that. That was a very strange scene because last week... The bikini scene. Yeah, because last week she said, was big a big mistake? And then she said to Aidan, I made a mistake. And this week someone asked her about her husband and she said, instead of just saying, actually, he very sadly died or just changing the subject, she went, no, he was a wonderful man. It was the love, it was the marriage of my life. Yeah. And I was like, you literally just said last week. But be fair, I refer to what I said earlier, Carrie's an (laughs) arsehole. <clears throat> and I think actually she is quite inconsistent. So I sort of don't mind it because that bothered me as well. And I was like, oh, but this goes against what, you know, I listened to your episode with Sarah Pascoe. It goes against that idea of like, actually, we've decided Chris Noth was a mistake. So now mm. we're going all in on Aiden and just saying, yep, yeah, big was a, a mistake. Mm, but mistake. I, to be fair, I suppose the truth is that sometimes you do, especially if you're being chassed up by a slightly creepy man at a party. Who oh, implies... I think he's quite attractive. Oh, do you? If tried to, yeah, if he tried to chat me up, I'd be quite flattered, I think. Oh, I'd be f- oh, I'm flattered even by the creeps, Deb. Um, but <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I'm a feminist, but <laughs> I'm flattered by the creeps. I'm thrilled that anyone fancies it. me. Take it where you can get it, or, or leave it where you can get it. Really, oh, and honestly. then leave it. Yeah, take it. Leave it where you can get it. Very much put it yeah. down and then go. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> nice to know there's a bit of validation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, sp- but again, I, I think um, that's just it. Just wasn't explored. At all, like if she'd said, "Oh, you know, that's it's weird, isn't it?" I am into Aiden, but it was because I feel like some, if someone tries to slag off your marriage, and you're like, "No, don't be putting me in the same boat as you with your with your three divorces," this was, you know, it was maybe a slightly more defensive thing. <laughs> your three divorces, <laughs> and if any listeners have had three divorces. Week salute you no, for knowing judgment. when to oh leave it. Oh my god, a hundred percent. But it's just but not the same as being widowed. It's not is the it? same as you being know? widowed. No, absolutely. And I not. can imagine I, I feeling imagine. a bit of front yeah. seat. Like, All right. Yes, but actually, it was a bit of a. I thought if Aiden had been with her, what would she have said? And I suspect yes. it wouldn't have been that. No. I suspect she would have said, no, it was a different situation, but this is my partner Aiden now. Or maybe he wouldn't have said that to her if she'd been with Aiden. Yeah, because he um, was chatting and, her up. Basically. And we must get to Aiden, but yes. quickly on the, on the way there, can we just say Che flirts with a fan mm-hmm. who's brought in some kittens to a vet, and the fan says, "Has anyone ever told you you look like that stand-up comedian Che Diaz?" And Che says, "No, no one said that before." And then the fan says, "I wonder whatever happened to them." Which is strange because they only had a pilot last week. Yes, yeah. last week. A cursory Google would tell you that. A little light googling. A little light googling. Have you ever? I mean, we we've both had failed pilots, right? Yeah, pilots many. Loads. I mean, a friend came to my wedding and said, "Oh, I loved your wedding. I walked in and I could see fifty failed pilots just from the door." <laughs> <laughs> We've both had a bunch of failed pilots sure. and they're not really failed. Like we no. thought they were good, but that's the powers Went that no be further. just didn't, you know, didn't take. Yeah. 
has anyone you've ever met given up stand-up and gone to work in a veterinarian's? <laughs> because to me, it's always a sign of, well, I'm in the game. I'm not a fantasist. If they're giving me a pilot, I might get another one from someone else. Like, as long to me, I just want to be in the game. I want to be considered. I want to yeah. be on the lists. I want to have a play. If somebody hires me for something, I'm always thrilled. I make my own work. Yeah, you're right, because they're a, a successful don't... enough stand-up that they had like a Netflix special or whatever, some sort yes. of streaming special. It's like there's no way that you would choose to work in a bet rather than just doing some shitty circuit just, just, gigs. Just that do you your gigs. Get. Yeah. But also do another hour-long show and try and make another pilot. Because what I don't understand is they hated the sitcom pilot. Mm-hmm. They hated the script. They hated doing it. They had a bad experience. I think the conclusion would be sitcoms aren't for me. Maybe I'm going to do stand-up. Yeah. Or, because I'm good at that, I love it. I've already had a Netflix special. I, I don't need to, to do a sitcom. Or that script wasn't right and I knew it wasn't right. I'm going to write my own sitcom and try and, you know, there's a million streaming platforms now. It, just because you one place turns you down doesn't mean no one else will pick it up. They'll go, oh, yeah, that one that had a pilot. Let's try another pilot. Um it, it's such a strange storyline. But anyway, here we are. Um, you know Alison Spittle's theory on this? No. Is it's because everyone goes, Che's a narcissist, blah, blah, blah. Alison says two or three of the writers in the room have dated comedians and it's basically a great big uh, takedown of what it is to, to date a stand-up comic where they're obsessed with themselves. They go to bed for six weeks if their pilot doesn't go. They only talk about themselves. They have their friends over while you're trying to sleep. And it's just about comics, which I think is right. Yeah, I think, I think it is we've right. got to the bottom of that. I never, I thought it was brilliant revelation because I was like, everyone was going, oh, Jason and is why? Miranda should run. And, and the writers are all going, it's just dating a comedian, yeah. guys. Yeah, that's, that's what it have is. Have you ever I mean, dated I, a stand-up comic? I, I mean, um... No, I haven't. I, Your husband's an actor and sketch comedian, yeah, right? Yeah, but weirdly he's not started. Yeah, he did start out as a as a stand-up. He did um he did that thing of being, you know, getting to the BBC New Comedian final within a few gigs and then not getting that and just being like I can't I can't cope with with any of this. And I have oh, to say Oh, so so he is Shady as then. <laughs> But we've just said no one would do that. And now and you've now just told me that's what your vets. husband did. No. Um, <laughs> no, and that was all before he met me. So then so then he went into, you know, righty before me, but not actual stand-up. Right, right, right. I mean. So he'd stopped yeah. that before I got together with him. And I have to say, there's been numerous times where I've thought, I'm really glad I'm not dating a stand-up. I'm really glad he stopped being a stand-up. Mm. Because, mainly because I find it so nerve-wracking watching someone I love do do stand-up, do sort of grim gigs and and all of that. But he has to watch you do stand-up. Yeah, I mean, but, I, you know, I don't do the proper stand-up. I don't do the, you know, which you have to do if you're a proper stand-up, uh, spend hours going to Cardiff to die for £20. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that, that's like You're the selling it. You're selling it to the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Proper oh, stand-up is going to Cardiff to die for £20. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. No, exactly. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalised card from Moonpig. Add your favourite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Guilty Feminist. This is Deborah. That's DF Dumps. We're recording more live episodes and you can come and see us. Please do. We are live at Soho Theatre in London in August on the 11th, the 12th, the 18th and the 19th. That's August 11th, 12th, 18th and 19th. Get tickets now. We're live from Chichester on the 21st of August. Coincidentally, I'm also doing my play there. I'll tell you about that more in a minute. And we're recording episodes of The Guilty Feminist and Global Pillage. That's a deep cut. We're bringing it back for one episode only at the London Podcast Festival on Saturday the 16th and Sunday the 17th of September. For tickets to any of these shows, go to guiltyfeminist.com and click on Live Shows. I'll be in Chichester, as I mentioned. Did I mention? I mentioned, I think, that I've written a play called Never Have I Ever. It will be on at the Chichester Festival Theatre at the Minerva for the whole of September. Like I'm a proper playwright. I feel like Neil Simon in the 70s. It stars Alexandra Roach, Amit Shah, Greg Wise and our very own Susan McComber. It's about money, sex, power, politics, identity and running a restaurant. For tickets, go to cft.org.uk. You can also get ad-free episodes via Patreon, Apple Podcasts, or Acast Plus. And if you're passing iTunes or Spotify, you felt like leaving us a five-star review, you, we'd love you forever. You can review any individual episode. If you've reviewed us before, you can review us again. It helps other people find the podcast, and it gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling, and it gives us a lovely, lovely buzz. So we'd really appreciate it. Also, if you're not following or subscribing or whatever it is that you have to do, click that button. It really helps us. And now back to the podcast. Now, we must get on to Carrie because Che brings Carrie some kittens and brings them into her lovely flat, which I kind of love. Everything's improved by kittens. I can't imagine Carrie Bradshaw having a litter box, but we'll, 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 no. we'll, we'll get over or her flat smelling of cats. But, I mean, I've got three cats and we have a little robot in a cupboard. Which, oh, my God. You know, it, it it just, it's like a loo. It's sort of when the cat gets out, it does a rotational circuit and the litter drops into a tray below. And then my husband empties it because I'm a feminist, but that uh, is a job for a man, in my opinion. I can't picture that. I, I did hear about a woman who, who'd sort of um, found these cardboard linings for her actual toilet that she tried to train the cats to Oh, yeah. To, I've seen cats use. on YouTube yeah. getting up on the loo, but come on. No. Then my cats aren't going to go to the loo. They, go, they want a little box. Yeah. Um, so Carrie's now got two cats, but her boyfriend will not step foot in her apartment and they've been kicked out of Che Diaz's apartment because of some plot, <laughs> as Tom Tuck would say. Um, our very good friend Tom Tuck gave me this amazing phrase. Well, he didn't give it to me. He put it in his show, but I can't stop using it. And he said, everyone uses it. It's fine. Uh, because of some plot, they've been kicked out of the flat. So Carrie needs to buy a new place. And the place that she buys, uh, by the way, when Chase said, oh, don't worry, I can afford my own place now month to month because I work in a vet. So I'm like, if you work on the front desk of a vet, you cannot <laughs> you can afford, afford a place a with a cupboard. view. Yeah. With a view, your own place, no roommates with a view. 
come the fuck on with that view. No, you can't. No. But anyway, let's not dwell on that. It's a TV show. Unless you live uh, on the but, windowsill, maybe. Yes, 100% that. Uh, and so Carrie decides she definitely wants to be an aid, with Aiden. Aiden's got three boys mm-hmm. of various ages who are teens. The eldest is 20. And so she thinks, well, I need a four-bedroom place in Manhattan now, as you do. <laughs> and Seema, her real estate friend, who, by the way, oh, I didn't do Seema in the recap. Seema's getting hot and heavy with a ludicrously cartoonish film director. Yeah, the little scarf that he wears around his neck. I mean, Like hilarious. a bulldog. You know, um, like a And he's always on the phone dog. going, I can't film in Bangkok in September. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. And he's directed a famous international action film that oh, John Corbett, yeah, Aiden, go on. Aiden so likes. So tell me what you think it's called. Kung Pao. I don't, <laughs> now Pao. Now I have to rewind it. I think it's called Nepal Kapow. Oh, Nepal But Kapow. I'm saying it very clearly because I, you know, I have good diction. I'm an actress. But but it was like, Nepal Kapow. You directed Nepal Kapow. What? 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 What is this film? I remember listening to a, a, a Dolly Parton um, podcast, which I absolutely loved. But the guy who hosted it, who was great, but every time he'd say, um, I'm dead, I'm rap. And I'd be like, I I mean, there are some consonants in there, but I don't know what they are. Dead, I'm rap. And I heard it a thousand times. I'm dead, I'm rap. And I just, I still don't really know who dead, I'm rap. Oh, you don't know? I thought the revelation was going to be. I I did look it up. Jad, no, Jab, Adam, Rab, no. I'm sorry. We d- we'll never know that man's name, but it is Nepal Kapow. That's very helpful because I Nepal, genuinely Nepal, had no Nepal. idea. I'm really popping on the mic as well now. Yeah. Aiden's like, you directed Nepal Kapow. Yeah. And then Karen um, says it again. He directed Nepal Kapow. What? <laughs> <laughs> Call your film um, so something better. I think they're giving Seema a, a proper love of her life yeah. because she's never had that before, which is quite nice. And that's great um, because that's how life works, is, is if you say to your friend, I've never had a proper love of my life, I'd like one. <laughs> The universe will deliver 100% immediately. Oh. We all know this. Not only will the universe deliver, the universe will t- deliver a, a handsome film director yeah, yeah, yeah. who can afford to rent a flat that's $37,000 a month. <laughs> Why yes. are they all so rich yes. now? I, I don't know. understand. I know, it's slightly like, ruined it all, hasn't it, in a way? I really liked... Well, I was talking to a friend about this and we were both saying, wouldn't it have been nice? I mean, not nice for Carrie, but nice for us. <laughs> yeah. If when Big died, he had been covering over post the financial crash, that it, a lot of it oh. was being stuck together with oh, glitter and glue. This is much better. And it, he he didn't have yeah. the kind of money, and he was behind on uh, payment. Or he triple mortgaged that amazing apartment, and he'd never wanted to worry her with it. And he was still working every hour God sent and trying, thinking he would make it back. And she goes and talks to his business partner or somebody and he says, look, he He's really gone. thought he could turn yeah. it around. So he never wanted to tell you. And I think he would have, but he didn't in time. Yeah. And I think and I think I actually thought that was going to happen. I think it would be so much better because then she's forced to move back to her, yeah. her old place. And her old and she's got to make a podcast work. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she just goes, well, I don't have a lot else going on. And, you know. And not have her be, she doesn't have to be stony broke. No. We know she loves her shoes and all of that. But put her back more into a situation where she's got to write a book a year and she's got to make a podcast work for people who remember her column. And and she's out there dating again. And if Aiden doesn't want to come into her apartment, she doesn't have anywhere else for them to go. So they've kind of got to make yeah, it work. Exactly. And they've I think, got to work it out. 
No, put it's her on a real fairy godmother thing now. I just feel dress. like, yeah, I feel like if she had to sell her place and buy a place as good that wasn't yeah. that place and and Aiden and she had to go in 50-50 and he had to pull some savings out of his house, I would feel like, okay, I'm watching someone make something work that I would have to make work. Yes, exactly. Because I'm, you know, lucky enough to have had a mortgage, but only for 12 years. So I'm you know, not paid off my place. So, you know, like it's a flat in London. It's not a mansion. And I was thinking about watching Miranda trying to sleep next to either Che and their noisy friends or Naya and mm. her, is he sexy, is he not, um, sex man. Um, and, and I was thinking, God, this is well, this man. is weirdly relatable, you know, sort of watching. Is this why you she... struggled to, to, to find lovers when you were single? Because you called them sex men. Sex, sex men. Could you call the sex man over, please? I'm in need. Um, no, but I was thinking about how, you know, if you blow your life up, which Miranda did, you know, she sort of, so she, mm. yeah, you know, dropped, dropped her husband and, and, and all of that. You do end up in these sort of awkward, like, mm. you know, somewhat sparing. grim situations. Yeah. Where you're sort of like, oh God, I don't have a proper home and I'm trying to, you know, new, do a new job and whatever. Um, but it's just a shame that she's the only one doing it or rather it would be more fun mm. if you're you're right if Carrie had a bit more financial stress it would be more relatable and I would love it if because Charlotte's gone back to work the compromise had to be Harry had to work you know three days a yeah. week or something like that and discovered it, it just how couples really work in the real world yeah. is if, if you're gonna go off on a you know you must know this both being actors if one of you gets a job and is on a film set the other one has to pick up the slack and yeah. be main carer and sometimes that's a bit challenging because then they're like well now I can't take this job that I'd like to take but it's making less money and we'll both be away and you yeah. know like that kind of thing those are sort of the I feel that is more relatable than uh, sure. this constant I'll just buy my daughter an Oscar to just rent a dress. Money and then, you know, pouring out of every orifice. I don't understand why it has to be Oscar to rent. I understand. <laughs> look, we're in those fashions, and yeah, you know, I, I get that part of it. But do you re- people really buy Oscar to rent dresses for their children? I think because their children are going to grow out of it in in a in a year. Yeah, it seems very strange. All of that to me, and and alienating. And maybe they think, well, Sex and the City is a fantasy show, and it's. Yeah, you it, want a bit it, of it. I don't want them all struggling financially, you know. I don't No, want to watch no, them. but but I think it's yes, okay for Charlotte to buy herself Oscar de la Renta and buy her kids, you know, Ralph Lauren. And we, <laughs> right. I'd still be really I'd still really enjoy it. Yeah. And I think it would have been great to see Carrie again, not she doesn't have to be you know, she's written a lot of books and yeah, she's yeah, maybe be, made yeah, some exactly. investments. Be and, fine, but just a bit more But just a bit more realistic. Because I used to love the way she used to dress with sort of a combination of clearly something she'd been given because she was a journalist and shoes that she'd maxed out her credit cards for and then a a, a top that was clearly like a vintage top she'd got out of a, a an Oxfam or something. Yeah. I used to love all of that. Although today she, uh, in, in this episode she is wearing um, a sort of a, a coat covered in paint. What one was one. that? I don't know. What? Was that because like I thought, oh, they're decorating this house. Yes, exactly. When she first walked exactly. in, I thought, Oh, she's decorating the house. Is she decorating the house already? She bought it already. Is, 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 just they're painting it and she just wants to put the cover on to not ruin yeah. it. But then the others were in such absurdly yes. beautiful in, clothes. Yeah. What so was that dress Charlotte was wearing? I, I think mean, that was Oscar Lorenzo, actually. I looked at it. She looked um, like she was huge dressed as a sofa. You know when people look like they're more kind of <laughs> curtained than, than dressed? <laughs> 
Yeah, like when insane. Scarlett O'Hara makes clothes out of curtain. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of loved it, and I, mm. it's just, I could see someone wearing that to a wedding or something, a big occasion. It was just if your mate says, oh, you wouldn't Do come you and check out this, and, yeah, this apartment, see if I, my to wear that. I mean, flat. maybe she had come from a garden party. We don't know. It's not <laughs> clear. Going on loved what Miranda was wearing in that. Absolutely I mean, it, yeah, very retro, gorgeous. very felt. Felt really, you know, Miranda season two or whatever. Oh, I just loved it. She looked like a lawyer again. You know, yeah. just that was a stunning. I actually followed on Instagram the people that make those suits because I just was just so in love with that look. And Carrie, I have to say, in this episode, is in some sexier numbers. Yeah. The opening scene, if you could get your eyes off John <laughs> Corbett's abs or tighty whities Yeah, maybe that's um, what that was, was. Oh, my God. That's old Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, my God, yeah. Underwear, under this sheer fitted... Yeah see-through thing oh incredible. my god I just thought she looked incredible and I want more of that please if Michael Patrick King's listening yeah chain mail isn't and it? almost she came in and she had a blouse on and a big wide belt and a, and yes, a skirt, a big skirt. And she, yeah oh she just looked incredible this is this was old Carrie Bradshaw yeah I don't like it when they layer her up in 40,000 layers no I don't understand why no they th- it's like they think when people are in their 50s they just wear many coats <laughs> Because <laughs> they're really cold because they're poor. They can't get their core oh, temperature. She's not poor. Well, no, exactly. Um, she is but certainly not. I, the paint splattered coat was just a bizarre it choice. Was, it, felt, so yeah, exactly. it felt like a code that I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. But what did you think of, I mean, A, the house was obviously just, it Amazing. didn't look like an apartment, looked like a house. No. So absolutely stunning. Three bathrooms, four bedrooms. What kind of budget in New York, in Manhattan? Because she doesn't live in Brooklyn. She doesn't want to live in Brooklyn. In Manhattan, would you have four Gra- beds, Gramercy three baths, yeah, and a view of the park, or Gramercy Park? Well, do you know what's interesting? is Because I, I was thinking about how, you know, usually in in most dramas, actually, if they ever talk about money, they'll do that mm. thing of, and I don't know if they do it in real life, where um, I'm going to write down a figure and I'm going to pass it to you. And you're going to oh, say. Yeah. And I think that part of the reason they do that is... So that people aren't then distracted by what, what, how much, what, money, how, how much money that is, or the people who are in those worlds, how little money that is, or be like, well, what would that be? You know. So I was actually surprised that the thirty-seven thousand a month thing was even mentioned because I think you and I were both taken out of it a bit suddenly. So going, what, what, what are we talking about? Hang on, is that rent? Is that you know? So you're suddenly thinking about money and how much how much people earn and how different that is from you and whatever you know. I had a friend who said, oh, houses would be much more interesting if they said on the front how much they were worth. And um, But I was mm. like, well, the trouble is, they're only worth what someone will pay for them, you know, so yes. it would sort of change as people passed and whatever anyway. So, um, so there's it, Gramercy Park, there's um, there's one here for 32 mil, but that's six beds, six baths. There's one here for nearly six mils, six beds, seven baths, but that's not actually on Gramercy Park. On Gramercy Park, I don't know. Um, so it's all quite reasonable, and maybe we should both move there. But the question the is, spare, I do need a spare should we keep Manhattan our places here <laughs> as know. well as buying the Gramercy Can Park I be thirty-two bothered? million? Can I be bothered? Well, should we just sell know. it because we just don't need it anymore? <laughs> I don't. I just can't decide. Um, do you know what though? When her downstairs neighbour, who reminds her of her when she was 30-something, came out and went, oh, those the guys are selling my apartment now, I can't believe I have to move out. I thought she was yeah, going to say, yeah, yeah, do you want to rent mine? 100%. Because I just would like someone like me to be living in it. 
But she just went, yeah, that's confirmed oh, and I'm definitely bad. selling it. And I was like, I hope she does turn around and go, you could just live she there rent-free rent because I don't need it. Yeah, I don't need the rent. Just in the term, and be an artist. In terms of the world, that flat is so iconic. So it would be good to keep it there just for, I can't believe they're going to sell that flat. Yeah. I loved it when she moved back there because it reminded us of the old yeah, show. exactly. I think it would be much more interesting for Aidan to go, okay, are we really going to do this? Then let's buy that flat next door. Let's see if we can make an offer on that flat next door and make it. Because then if they, they've got so much more money than God, which apparently they have, yeah. you could probably make an offer worth the while of the people next door to move out. And But don't they already own the flat next door? Wasn't no, the... no, 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 no. He sold what, that. Was he knocking? Oh, yes, he sold it. They he knocked, knocked it all down and then To do it. that again. I mean, maybe yeah. that is a bit, <laughs> it's a bit untruthful. Much going, oh, my God, who, who, these writers would do not that. have the, you know, imagination. Who would do that? But yeah. I would like it. And I know, no, no, not just making it for me. What did you think of the conversation with Kathy? So can I first of all give you an amazing Easter egg about Kathy? Yes, please. I, okay, do you know... The actress who plays Kathy, have you seen her in anything before? Well, I don't think so, but are you about to tell me I have? I knew that I had, but I couldn't figure it mm-hmm. out. And then I looked her up and she was Midge, Don Draper's lover in Mad Men. Do you remember he has that I copywriter, seen gorgeous... Mad Men. My husband, <gasps> I know, my husband went on without me and we know, and I never You're in for a again. treat. I know, it is, I am. I'm, you're so lucky you've got that in the bank. Yeah. Um, it's the most brilliant show and I really do think you'd love it. Well, Don Draper has a lover in the city called Midge who is this sort of hip, kind of beatnik, hippie. That's what she's best known for, I think. But we have also seen her in Sex and the City. <gasps> in which scene have we seen her? Margaret Capon Smith. Did she have the fringe then? She's not in the bitch face, um, the face scene in the bathroom, is she? Oh, that's a great guess, but no, okay. she is. Do you remember when Miranda was struggling to make home and work work because yes. she had a baby, she had Brady. Do you remember the scene where she gets called in and they're all like, Way you've to- been late <clears throat> so many days this week. Way to have my back. That's right. Oh, my God, she's way she to have my back. She is way to have my wow. back. Wow. Okay. Okay, that's blown my mind. And I wonder if so she way is to have that, my back. that person, I mean, you know, in the universe. No, because she was a designer, not a lawyer. So, because uh, he... a designer. But yeah, no. she could have become a designer. She could have become a designer. So Kathy, with the only time we heard about Kathy before was uh, when uh, when she's going on her first date with Burger and she's absolutely obsessing about what she's going to wear. Remember that mm-hmm. that time? And uh, on the way, she sees Burger in the street. She thinks she doesn't look good, so she runs away. And on the way, running home, she bumps into Aiden, and Aiden's got a baby in a sling. And he says, I'd like you to introduce you to Kathy. Yes. She's a designer too. She's in that shop. I'm waiting outside for her. Okay, yeah. Okay, remember that? Yeah. Why is this relevant to the actress playing Kathy? Why what's Are the you... what's the most greatest Easter egg you could possibly imagine? Oh no, go on, tell me. This? Well, the actress playing Kathy, Rosemary DeWitt, who is Rosemary DeWitt married to in real life Margaret Cabon Smith? For fifty thousand um, pounds, uh, not real money. <laughs> um, the piss politician. W- what date uh, was Carrie going on? But with, and, and running Berger- away from. Oh my god, she's married to the guy from Swingers. She's fucking married to uh, Burger. In real life, she's married to Jack Burger. Wow. Yeah, that's right. And she is 
in this scenario was married to Aiden. What a beautiful wow. Easter egg that is. Wow. But she's also brilliant. shagged Don Draper. So that's the that's, that's the, the triumvirate that you I mean, you can't do better than that in life. <laughs> I mean you can, but just you know, I'm a feminist. You know, just, know to, just to have be fulfilled and do a lot of volunteering. Um mm. yeah. Can I ask, in this scenario, you've broken up with your husband. Yeah. You've broken up with Dan. It's many years down the line. Your kids are teenagers or 20, whatever. Five years you've been divorced in this scenario. Dan goes back to an ex that you think, ugh, he, the one that she broke his a, heart. That yeah, made yeah. You're really good friends with Dan now. You've moved on. He's moved on. But you're like, he's going to go into a spiral again. She's going to hurt him again. And it's going to affect my children. Do you ask for coffee? <laughs> And do you say to her, don't do that, please? I mean, r really, really not. But having said that, I sort of ima imagine the kind of woman who would. And actually, I don't have much judgment there. I mean, and to be fair, we all do slightly mad things and, and mm. dress things up as, um, I think I'm doing this for the, for the best. For the right reasons. For the right reasons. What I liked about this conversation was... Um, I thought she was very, very reasonable. It was only afterwards that you think, nah, mate, come on, you don't go and say, don't break his heart sort of thing. That is a stupid thing to do, even when you're a teenager. I'm sorry, you know, you don't do that. You, what is well, there, how what's can someone not, how, you can't promise not to hurt someone. Well, this is she could just wake up one day and go, this isn't right, so and that's going to hurt what, I have watched, I watched it twice, and I cried both times when Aiden said, we're going to hurt each other. I feel like I'm going to cry again Oh, now. that was good, wasn't because it? Because, yeah, you don't get to this age and think it's possible to have a relationship where you don't hurt each other. It's like, don't be ridiculous. You've been married to this man. You've got three kids. You're telling me you haven't, you know, and you're divorced. You're you're you've divorced him. You've broken each other's hearts. You have broken each other's Obviously. hearts. Not just once. Mm. Over and over again. How dare you tell anyone else, don't, don't break their heart. You can get away with that. What's the, um, there's a film... You break her heart, I break your face. I can't remember. It's a, you know, it's a John Hughes mm. Brat Pack thing. I can't remember which Doesn't one. Doesn't sound incredibly healthy. It sounds <laughs> no. a bit toxic. But it's, you know, it's, it's the sort of the best friend coming up and acting tough kind of thing. Um, and I get it as a teenager. <laughs> and it's mm. like, no, as soon as you've When you have unrealistic further, expectations. Yeah. But Aidan's response saying, of course, we're going to hurt each other. Yeah. And also no beautiful. one can promise that. No, no one can promise that. No. What if they've been together six years and it just runs out of steam and she feels like we're more like friends than lovers and it's actually, all, yeah. this, you it's know, was like great again, someone, but it's... Can you just pretend, you know, if you, it, like, if, if things do go mm. wrong, can you just plaster on a smile and pretend everything's all right forever because you owe I him think, that? No, fuck off. Do you know off. what I think she was really saying? Do you know I think what the subtext was? Fuck off. Don't cheat on him. Right, again. okay, yeah. And so that, it was like, she wasn't saying don't hurt him, in the, yeah. but like, don't, You've Don't you're the one that cheated on mug. him. Yeah. A, firstly, you cheated on him, and then when he forgave you and wanted to marry you, you said, "I can't commit." Yeah. And having begged him to come back, begged him going around to yeah. his house and standing outside and begging him to come back, you then went, mm, "Not really sure if this is for me." You started wearing his engagement ring. You accepted yeah. his proposal, even though you weren't sure. You vomited when you saw the ring. <laughs> Don't do <laughs> any of that again. <laughs> But that's fair enough. If but he also, wants, she's if he a wants to marry you, he's a grown up. Don't vomit they at the sight of the ring. <laughs> and if you do, 
definitely take that as a sign you shouldn't marry him. And maybe call it a day yeah. in a civilised, grown-up way with as little hurt as possible. But that's don't, sort of what Don't she... do such a big run-around toxic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Worst but if case anyone's like, like, they've learnt that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how thick yes. do you think she is? That You know, if you think that mm. she's just still... Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that is um, it. Maybe she does think she's thick. <laughs> I mean, she literally stood at a party 10 minutes before that conversation with Cathy mm. and said... Big was the love of my life, yeah. and if he were alive now, I would be with him and not Aiden. It's tricky, but that's <laughs> she fair did enough not too. literally you know, say that, to Deborah Francis. She virtually <laughs> did. She virtually did it. Uh, that wasn't literal. No, you're right. No, to be fair, I think you can have. We're very complicated people, yeah. and we can be conflicted. And she wouldn't have left her husband for no. Aiden, but he's conveniently died of Peloton, <laughs> and now <laughs> he took too many Peloton and he died. <laughs> Um, no, I understand the impetus of Kathy wanting to say, can you not turn his life upside down? If you're going to leave him, just break it off in a dignified, gentle fashion yeah. and not leave him reeling from all this fuckery uppery because he's got three children now. I think that's what Kathy was saying. And yeah. I kind of think that's fair enough. And don't write about my children. Don't just start running columns about my children. Yeah. And I think that's... Actually, fair enough. It's a curse oh God, to have it, a writer in the family. That's is. what they say. Yeah, well, but it was interesting. I was I was thinking about that conversation and thinking how real it is and thinking how how awful it is to have someone be really, really reasonable, ask you to do something really reasonable that you haven't done yet and you still feel sort of hurt and defensive and whatever. And I think they both did well in that conversation to kind of get through it because she was sort of being told off by mm. her boyfriend's ex, which is, I mean, would 100% be humiliating for anyone. I would hate it, but it's even worse when someone's doing it in such a lovely, reasonable way because you can't go to your friend and go, do you know what that bitch told me to, you know, mm -hmm. said to me? It's like, well, mm -hmm. actually, she said some very reasonable things that... Um, yes, in a that, reasonable voice. Yeah. That but I love that her response taken. was, is the waiter coming? No, yeah. you have to go to the counter. Okay, I'm going to the counter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I did. I felt <laughs> very, very yeah, felt very, very like me. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I would do. Actually. Go, oh, I'm assuming, oh, I think I'll just go to the I'm counter. Sort of pleased to go to um, the counter. I don't want to sit here and hear this Indeed. Anymore. So I don't think she's going to break his heart again. I think we're going to see now the adventures of Carrie and Aiden. Yeah, um, for a while And I think it's going to be stepmumming. Um, yeah. How to step mom a teenager Which I am interested in because it is not a natural position for her, the stepmother. No, no, she didn't seem to really want children. No. That's the one thing that, you know, Sarah Pascoe was saying, it's just great to see a woman where they're not going, yeah. oh, do you regret it? I really you know? hope they're not going to start doing it as well. Uh, I don't think they are. I think it'll be more like, how do I forge a relationship with a very important person yeah. in my, you know, she might have a fight with one of the kids or something and, you know, Aiden might leap to the kid's defence or, you know, mm. those things yeah, will have yeah. to be this worked is a, out. These are real There's plenty of situations. drama in it. Yeah, yeah totally. it'll be interesting to see. It isn't covered also, a lot. Also, he's in Virginia a lot and the kids are in Virginia a lot. So I don't really know. What, I was very disappointed that we didn't get to go to Virginia. I know, I know. And same. see his house. I they feel, do that I feel like they're teasing us though. Or I hope that. But hope I'm interested in the first time she goes to Virginia. I'm interested yeah. in the first time she meets the kids. That's the most dramatic time. Yeah. Like what, after you've seen the kids 10 times, it's going to be like, hey, Carrie, you know, yeah. I want to see the introduction because that's the drama and we've missed that now. And I, I, I want to see her, how she responds to this Virginia house. And there was all this build up as, is it going to be this beautiful cottage yeah. or is it going to be, what's it going to be? And we never saw it. And that disappointed me a bit. Yeah, it's but I've loved the outfits. And that's 
you know, a, a <laughs> lot of what thing. I'm enjoying about it. I, there's some, been some excellent outfits and some tragic outfits, and both yeah. of those are equally enjoyable. Oh, for sure. Um, anything you're hoping for in future episodes? Um, well, I am looking forward to the um, the Kim Cattrall phone call. <laughs> uh, Aren't we all? <laughs> the one-sided phone call. I was laughing about um, Dan when I was watching it with Dan and he said, I mean, they've replaced Samantha with like three characters, you know, which says quite, quite a lot how much, uh, mm. what a big influence she was on the show. We didn't talk about Anthony. We haven't talked about the fucking poet. And I'm sorry to be so on brand, but I love the poet. I'm obsessed I love the with poem. him. He's so I love beautiful and adorable. It's a bit weird that he went out with him literally five... He said, we've been on five dates. It then we saw the them best, on another date. Best line in the show, five dinners with no dick, is how you say not very not gay. Not very gay. Absolutely loved it. Hot for it. Um... Would, uh, would be gay for him. Would be a gay man for him. Yes, oh, easily. Oh, but the other then thing I wanted to yeah, say was: is that really what gay men do um, when they go when they get hot for each other at a party? They go into a different room. They pull their trousers around their ankles like toddlers <laughs> and have a kiss. Is that what they do? <laughs> because I'd love if anyone can you know write in and explain that to me <laughs> just confirm or not whether that, that is how so that would it was so weird oh it was it's so just, panicked I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't stand there with their chest around their, their ankles, ankles while snogging I think we're meant to think they're doing something with hands or one of them's going to go <laughs> but, but do you weren't. both do that? I don't know. It was very strange. They were they were just kissing. It's like each other's bottoms. I don't Need more info. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think they thought that was funny comedy to show them kissing and then yeah. go, oh, but all the time they've had pants around their ankles. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm so pretty sure that's not what anyone does, especially in a party. Anyone could walk in and they haven't locked the door. What an embarrassing situation. Whereas if they'd just been snogging on a bed or something. Yeah. yeah or they'd been naked on a bed. Just snogging and having taken, you know, ripped their clothes yeah. open a bit. That's, yeah. that's all that, you need. I think they thought this was funnier, but it was yeah. very strange. <laughs> really but I'm odd. glad that Anthony has finally gotten over himself because he just thought, Cutie McTootie was yeah. the was too hot for him and wasn't must have had an ulterior motive and he's come to his senses and realised that no he, he likes me for me yeah. which I I, I'm, I sort of don't know whether that young man would have pursued him for six dates and no, I also I also don't know that Anthony wouldn't have had the confidence because Anthony's fit and funny yeah yeah and up and fi- yeah five is is way too many. Yeah, I think a couple, I think you two dates. Three, yeah, exactly, you do two. Or if on the third date, I mean, that's the traditional American thing anyway, isn't it? The third date third date when you put out. I um, believe that's the case, but I think the six dates is probably implausible because that young man will have other options, that young yeah. hot poet. I mean, to be fair, maybe he has been, you know, with those no, that's other true. options. No one said time. it's exclusive. No. He might He might be thinking, I'll break this one. He might be thinking, he thinks he's <laughs> going to reject me. I don't fucking think so. Yeah. I'll get him in a spare room at a party with his trousers around his ankles <laughs> if it's the last thing I do. The hottest way. It's so someone. not hot. It's so hot. To have a top hot. and not bo- no to bottom. Kind of, to wriggle it down to your ankles. 
not just open <laughs> the trouser. No, those are like fetter trousers. That wouldn't. Oh my god! <laughs> what a hot fella! What a pair of hot fellas! Um, well, listen, it's been absolutely wonderful. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Oh, yes, I have my own podcast. Who doesn't? Uh, it's called Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith. You were an excellent guest on it, one of my first. Stop um, it right now. I absolutely love doing it. It's it's funny people talking about their crushes. Um, and it's it's nearly always funny, but sometimes it's, you know, properly heartbreaking as well. So if that's your bag, get involved. It's, it's very, very funny. I recently recommended the one with Jess Foster Q in The Guardian because it was, it made me laugh till I cried. Yeah. Her talking about having a crush on Gandalf, Gandalf not Ian McKellen. No, no, no. no. The, the <laughs> character in the book. And her justification was, well, I lost a granddad at a very young age. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> you have been listening to the Guilty Feminist Watchers and Just Like That with me, Deborah Francis White and my very special guest, Margaret Caborn Smith. The producer for the Spontaneity Shop was Tom Zielinski. The Guilty Feminist is part of the ACAST Creator Network. And Just Like That is on Max in the United States and Sky Comedy and now in the UK. See you next time for episode 10, The Last Supper, part one. Appetizer. The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from ACAST. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.